What's going on, everybody? Zach back here with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. And on today's episode, we've got a fun episode planned ahead for you guys. It's going to be something new we haven't done before. We're bringing up some this or that type of questions. So we're going to have the majority of these questions are going to be NFL players that the four of us are going to have to pick from. Uh, So it should be a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys enjoy and let us know who you would pick as well if you haven't already voted in that Twitter poll from a couple days ago. Now let me introduce you to the rest of the crew. What's up, guys? It's Connor, the co-host with the most. And I'm excited to debate some or to see what these guys' opinions are on these NFL players because we didn't consult or talk about this beforehand. So this is all going to be hearing this on the spot. So I'm very excited. What's going on, guys? This is Eric, your ranting co-host. And while I'm not going to say who I have for any of these pictures yet, there is a particular topic that I may rant about when we get to it. So we'll see. Whoa! <laughs> that, that took me by surprise. And Connor. Like, like, like Connor said, this is unscripted. We did not plan any of this, so nobody knows, but you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> All right, and then, what's up, guys? It's Nate here. I'm excited to uh, see these guys' opinions about the uh, players we got here on this list. Yeah, yeah I, still so... can't, I still can't get over your Jeopardy photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that's still something, man. Uh, Still enjoying having that up while I, uh, until we get to the next um, <laughs> round. Yeah, I must say, when's the next Sports last. Jeopardy round? Like three weeks from now? In a couple weeks. In a couple <laughs> yeah. weeks, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, so like I said before, this is going to be a this or that type of episode. And if you are watching on YouTube, you can see the first third of the players that we're going to pit against each other. So the, all the players we're pitting against each other, they're same position. We're not comparing an offensive lineman to a quarterback or anything like that. Uh, same position or relatively same age and accomplishments and such. So it's going to make some for some interesting little debates. And we did actually run a Twitter poll for all of these topics a couple days ago. A lot of people voted on that. So once we share our opinions, we'll quickly look at the Twitter poll and see if we are mostly in agreement with the Twitter users or or not for whatever reason. So uh, So it should be fun. So... Let's get this thing started, guys. Let's go ahead and start this. So we, we've organized a way that we're going to read off um, what <laughs> side we're on because we don't want to all just blurt out the same person or different people. And then it'll be like, huh? And then we'll all wait to say it again and I'll say it at the same time. So I'll start us off here, guys, on, on this <laughs> first one. I like your description there. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. It, it, it happens. It's like sometimes at four-way intersections with cars that get there at the exact same time. Oh, like don't even yeah. get me started on that. <laughs> see, see, I'm of the opinion that when I get to a four-way stop and nobody else is moving, I'm just going to go, even if I have right away or not. If y'all are just going to sit there, I'm going. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm one of those people that if it's the same time, like, I tend to just, like, wait for them to go, but then they're also doing the same for me. So then we both like seem to start at the same you. time. Yeah, it's, it's, always a, it's always a mess. But, I mean, when you're going at that low speed, nothing's really going to happen. But, um... But yeah, so uh, we'll start it off with the first group, Carson Wentz versus Dak Prescott. I am going to be Team Prescott. Team Prescott. Team Prescott. 
Nate. Oh, I don't know. Nate's gone. <laughs> Very suspenseful. The suspense is mounting. Oh boy. I, no, sorry. I um was muted there. Um, team Wentz. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's a three to one, three to one. Uh, Prescott and Wentz. Uh, we'll we'll let Majority talk first for all these. So I'll say a quick thing or two, and then I'll let uh Eric and Connor say a quick thing or two in that order. Um, yeah, I like Dak better with for the number of seasons that these two people have played in. Dak has people. <laughs> quarterbacks, whatever. Um, the it seems like Dak has had more success for longer periods of time. Wentz had that MVP type of season, but ever since then, he's always been injured. hasn't really um been there as often as Dak has, and Dak has put up some pretty good numbers as well. Uh, what guys? What other things do you have to say about Dak? Yeah, the the reason why I chose Dak over Wentz, this was probably one of the toughest ones for me to decide in terms of the talent because they are pretty equal I think but the main reason why I'm picking Dak is because it just seems like Carson Wentz gets hurt all the time and when you're not available that really hurts the team and Dak has done a good job even though he's a more of a mobile quarterback he's done a pretty good job avoiding injury and you know, being able to play. So I, I chose Dak for that reason. Yeah. I mean, well, I will say, I do think both of the, both of these quarterbacks are highly overrated. Um, Dak is just slightly less overrated than Carson Wentz. I think, cause I remember going into last season, you know, I know Zach and Nate both had Carson Wentz winning the MVP. So, and I, I think that Dak has just kind of stepped up a bit more than Wentz, even though both of their teams don't do very well. Like you guys said, Carson Wentz has just been getting hurt way too often, and he's never been able to recreate the magic from that MVP season and when he tore his ACL. So, and it's I think the main thing for Dak is that he just got a the Cowboys just need to win more because if you look at his stats, they're actually not that bad. I mean, like I still think he's overrated, but he's definitely not as bad as some people like to think he is. Some people are like, oh, Dak Prescott's garbage. Like, he's not garbage, but he's also not worth $40 million. <laughs> so, so all right, Nate, why are you with uh, Team Wentz? I mean, I would take Wentz just because I think when you – and this, I agree with um, Connor. I think both these guys are a little bit overrated, but I think Dak is more so just because when you look at the talent they have around them, I think Dak just benefits from – a great offensive line. He's had his whole career. Plus, he's throwing to Amari Cooper um, for the past year and a half. He's throwing to Michael Gallup. He's got. I mean, it hasn't happened yet. But he's got um, Ceedee Lamb coming there. Whereas in Philadelphia, like the best receiver um, Wentz has had has been Alshon Jeffrey in the past three years. You know, washed up kind of Alshon Jeffrey. And I mean, I think. If he had the talent that once that um that has, I think he would definitely put up similar stats. I think his team would be um a more of a playoff threat. Um, so I think I think injury is really the only knock I can think of against him, and obviously obviously it's not totally his control. Um, but I think like consistency and ability to step up in the big moments. Um, I would give Wentz the edge in that area. All right, good stuff there. The next debate is gonna be. Tom Brady versus Drew Brees, so I'll start. Uh, I'm going to be on Team Tom Brady. Team Brees. Team Brees. Yeah, I got to go Team Brady. Shocker. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Big shocker. I would have been the shock of the century if Nate had not said Tom Brady. (laughs) Yeah, so 
Um, so for two reasons, kind of, I've got Brady over Breeze here. And one is going to be kind of like with Nate was talking about with Wentz. Uh, Bree, or Brady just hasn't really had the weapons. I know Gronk, best, arguably best tight end of all time. But uh, aside from that and Randy Moss way later in his earlier in his career, uh, the past couple seasons, I don't think Brady's had a great supporting cast around him. Whereas Breeze has Michael Thomas and all those, he's got Kamara, all those guys flying around in that offense with Sean Payton. It's really uh, offense tailored to putting up great stats, which Breeze wins in the stats, but Brady wins in in the postseason, which is what really matters. Uh, it seems like Breeze, the last couple of postseasons, has had some pitfalls, uh, some not his fault, but others have been his fault. So. Um, when it comes to playoff time, which is what really matters, I trust Brady a lot more than I trust Breeze. So Nate, uh, you can. Oh, okay, we're going the same teams. Oh, yeah, gotcha. yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. Basically, um, everything you said, and um, I mean, obviously, we all know how, how Brady's been in the postseason. That's obviously well documented. Um, the other thing I'd go is that Breeze has played in a dome his whole career, which I mean, like Zach said, he's been in a much more um, offensively like suited uh, situation, kind of like Peyton Manning's in the same boat there. Um, they're well primed to put up huge numbers, whereas Brady um, hasn't always had that luxury. I think he's going to go to Tampa, and as much as I hate to see it, I think he's going to have a ridiculous season, even at 43 years old. Yeah, so if this had been like a year or two ago, I would definitely pick Brady for sure, but I just feel like Brady really regressed last year, and that would worry me going forward. Whereas while Breeze has had his issues in the playoffs the last couple of years, he seems to be more consistent throughout the whole season, still even at his age. So if obviously if I was going like on an all-time base, or even like I said just you know recently as you know a year or two ago, Brady would be my guy. But you know if I was starting a franchise right now. And I could get one of these two guys to be my starting quarterback. I would take Drew Brees because just in the moment right now, I trust him more than I do with Brady. Yeah, I'm on the same page as Eric. That obviously, if you were looking at all time, you know, stats and everything, Brady would be, you know, mm-hmm. above Drew Brees. But he also mentioned that you know Tom Brady hasn't exactly had the weapons that Drew Brees has. Well, I would argue that. Brady had has had the one weapon that supersedes everything, and that's Bill Belichick at his disposal. I think Bill Belichick is supersedes Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and all that, having a head coach that is the greatest head coach of all time. So, but yeah, like Eric, I trust Drew Brees more. Brady had a pretty mediocre season last year, and obviously he didn't have Gronk, but he still had Edelman to throw to his main guy, and you know he still had Belichick calling the plays and that number one defense and even with all of that the Patriots were out in the wild card round so and obviously Brees got hurt but he came back just as strong as ever so I would definitely trust Drew Brees and especially since Brady's going into a new system and a new team this year I would be pretty wary of him compared to Drew Brees yeah uh let's just say for this subject prepare for some longer future debates when we discuss Tampa (laughs) versus New Orleans in the future I won't spoil anything but uh you can probably tell where we lean on that. Um, moving on now. You're probably, probably going to know who the uh, arguments before, between. You forgot yeah. to do the Twitter poll, by the way. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, man. Uh, good. Thanks for reminding me. So for our first one, 
uh, Dak and Wentz. Wentz actually had the edge with 52 votes. This is the most voted poll. 53% to 46%, almost 54% for Wentz. Uh, close vote, but Wentz got the nod, even though it's a 3-1 to one Dak in our podcast. And Brady, uh, slightly over Breeze here. I'm wondering, people don't know all the, they might be thinking all time as well. Uh, so that, that might that might be why Brady had more. But uh, but yeah, this is for current and upcoming future uh, success. So um, maybe I should have done a better job worrying that question in the polls, but oh well. Um, so the next uh, set of quarterbacks to discuss is going to be Pat Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson. And I'm going to start, I'm going to be Team Watson. Team Mahomes. Team Mahomes. Team Mahomes. Yeah, so I, I figured I'd be the lone wolf for Watson here. Um, really, when it comes down to this, it's just the fact that Mahomes has had the a great, terrific uh, cast of wide receivers and tight ends at his disposal, along with Andy Reid. I believe if Deshaun Watson, I mean, he, I think Deshaun Watson's a tougher quarterback. I think he's a more mobile quarterback. Um, you saw that play against the Bills in the playoffs where I don't know how he wasn't stacked, but I've seen him do that multiple, multiple times. I got highlighted in the playoff game, but I think when it comes down to it, Watson also has, I think, a greater winning intangibles with him. Uh, you saw it at Clemson, and he's really being brought down by Bill O'Brien, uh, honestly, with the Texans. <laughs> if if you re- I think if you replace Watson with Andy Reid in Kansas City and all the weapons they have, I think... I think uh, he would end up doing better than Mahomes, actually. Um, so that's why I've got Watson over Mahomes. Obviously, Mahomes has the better numbers and everything, but Watson's just being hampered by his team too much, in my opinion. Well, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure that you and Eric aren't going to complain about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, let, let Bill O'Brien can be Houston's coach and GM forever, like until he dies. <laughs> yeah, I'd, coach I'd, and I'd GM. Fine, I'd, yeah. I'd be fine with that. Let him even be the owner, like the owner <laughs> team. That'd be great, but. But no, I, I'm picking Mahomes because I just feel like I, I don't I have to disagree a little bit in terms of the why well, I, I don't disagree with the coaching. Obviously, Andy Reid is a way better coach. But in terms of the weapons, I mean, Deshaun Watson, I mean, obviously, he doesn't have him anymore, but he had DeAndre Hopkins. He had Will Fuller. He had uh, he had Mark Miller. And honestly, mm-hmm. I think the Texans defense is also better than the Chiefs defense as well. So at least I mean for the when JJ Watt's healthy anyway, but mm-hmm. I just I feel like the supporting cast argument isn't the greatest argument because I feel like their super their supporting cast isn't really that too far apart other than the tight end position. Like Deshaun Watson obviously has never had a Travis Kelsey to throw to, but Mahomes also makes those similar plays where it's like, how did he not get sacked or how did he thread that one in, into the perfect spot in double coverage or how did like he's just he's just as good, if not better than making those unbelievable. How did that happen? Play as Deshaun Watson is. So, I mean, obviously, you would love to have either of these guys on your team, but mm-hmm. Mahomes is just at an all time level right now. And I he's won MVP. Like, I just I don't. I don't see he's the best quarterback in my opinion. None, none of these people would be, it, it could be him against any of these other guys. And I would pick him like he's number one in my opinion. Yeah. I'm not sure I would go that far to say that he's the number one quarterback right now. Cause obviously he's still 
still very young and easily the wheels could easily come off but i do agree that i don't see that happening i mean i even if andy reed were to retire right now and you know if tyreek hill and travis kelsey were to go to another team i think mahomes could thrive in just about any system just the way i've seen him play i mean he's got it's, he's got that combination of decision making and he's got a ridiculous arm and I mean, obviously Deshaun Watson's the more mobile of the two, but Mahomes is mobile too. I mean, we saw it in that playoff game against the Titans. You know, he made a lot of plays with his legs. So um, I would, and also like Eric said, you know, Mahomes has won an MVP. He's won a Super Bowl, which obviously Super Bowl isn't all Mahomes, but he still won a Super Bowl. And the other thing with Mahomes too is that I don't think we've seen anybody have as you know, ridiculous of a season as Mahomes had in his first full year as a starter. Cause te- you know, he wasn't technically a rookie his, you know, when he won the MVP, but he was basically a rookie because he only played one game in his rookie season. And that was the, you know, a, a throwaway like week 17 game that they just didn't want Alex Smith to get hurt. So um, I think, and so basically in his rookie season, he came out and had the greatest season, like one of the, one of the greatest seasons of all time and won the MVP. So uh, I can only see good things from Mahomes ahead. And who knows, maybe if Desh- those Deshaun Watson to new England rumors are true, he can start to, you know, build a legacy for himself, but I just don't see him going any further in Houston. Yeah, so I'm glad that Zach, um, you said what you said about Watson because I do think that the gap between him and Mahomes is a lot smaller than people like may think. I think he's definitely undervalued because the scheme he you know has had to deal with his career. But I I still have to go with Mahomes here because he reminds me a lot of Aaron Rodgers, where just like its physical abilities like combined with he does make really good decisions. He could go in like I think. I agree that if you put Watson in Kansas City, he could definitely go for like 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. But um, we've seen like how he's struggled in Houston. Whereas I think if you put Mahomes in Houston or anywhere else in the league, I think he could still go and put up like better stats. Kind of like how Aaron Rodgers hasn't had good receivers in like five years, like, and he still put up you know pretty good stats. Like I think Mahomes could is in that kind of like territory there. So definitely not a huge gap for me. Like I kind of, uh, I definitely, my heart wanted to go Watson here, but I still got to go with Mahomes just because <laughs> the resume he already has. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he won the Twitter poll by quite a bit. Yeah. 80, <laughs> 80, uh, 85% to 15%. And one of those 13 votes for Watson was me to, to be honest. <laughs> um, all right. So we'll move to the next one now going down the, down the rankings in uh, in stature here for these quarterbacks, but uh, Kirk Cousins versus Jimmy G, two I think kind of averagely rated quarterbacks, slightly above maybe. Um, I'm gonna go Team Jimmy G. Team Jimmy G. Uh, this is honestly one of my tougher ones. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go Team Jimmy G. Uh, I have to pick one of them. I'm going to go – I'm just going to go Team Kirk to be different. <laughs> you heard nice. it here, folks, just to be different. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think this is very close. Uh, an advantage for Jimmy G is he's younger, and with that comes we don't know how good he can potentially get, whereas with Kirk Cousins we know his ceiling. 
His ceiling is basically a divisional round playoff type of quarterback. Uh, he'll have <laughs> he'll have good games. He'll have bad games. He's had weapons though, so you can't say oh he's played in a terrible offense um, and on a terrible team. So we can't give him that benefit of the doubt. Uh, Jimmy G definitely got brought along to the Super Bowl this year, but still at least he was the quarterback for that team. They did make it to the Super Bowl, um, and he's got more chances to prove himself, whereas Kirk, we kind of know what we got with Kirk. Uh, so that's why I'm going Jimmy G. Yeah, my main reason for picking Jimmy G is because of the weapons thing. I mean, the fact that Kirk Cousins in past years has had Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Kyle Rudolph, and Dalvin Cook to all get the football too, and they still ended up as the sixth seed, barely scraping by in the playoffs. And then, I mean, I give him credit for like finally – winning a prime time in a playoff in a playoff game this year, but for the longest time it just seemed like he buckled under the pressure when the spotlight was on. And obviously that's not what you want in a quarterback if you're trying to win a Super Bowl. Whereas Jimmy G, while the 49ers run game was beast, he didn't have the greatest of weapons to throw to other than Kittle last year. So I think if you know if you would put Jimmy G on the Vikings last year, maybe the Vikings get to the Super Bowl instead, whereas if you put Kirk Cousins on the 49ers, they weren't going to get in the Super Bowl. So I don't know. I just, <laughs> I mean, and we witnessed we witnessed Kirk Cousins like almost miss the thing from three feet away. It is a baby gender reveal. So <laughs> <laughs> even though Jimmy G's not the greatest quarterback, I would take him over Kirk Cousins for sure. I mean to piggyback off of what Eric said, if Kirk Cousins was on the 49ers this year, I don't, you know, I don't think they would have even. They might have made the playoffs, but they probably wouldn't have gotten past the wild card round, in my opinion, if he was in that position. Because um, I mean, the guy is what is he like 0 and 8 on Monday Night Football? So, in yeah, his something career. like that. <laughs> something ridiculous like that, and like you said, he finally managed to win a playoff game. But honestly, that probably wasn't all attributed to him. So, I mean. I just, I'm not a huge fan of Jimmy G either, but like you guys said, we already know Kirk Cousins. Who knows what Jimmy G could turn into? So it's more of a optimism pick when it comes to Jimmy G, just because I already know that Kirk Cousins is pretty mediocre and average. So, and he's not going to, he's kind of turning into the new Andy Dalton of the league where it's like, if you're better than him, then you're a good quarterback. But if you're worse than him, then you're a pretty bad quarterback. <laughs> All right, uh, Nate, do you want to change your pick after you <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm going to still stick with it. I think, like I just said, like, both these guys, to me, are just, like, really overpaid game managers. And I think Jimmy G gets – he gets benefited out for being a, like, quote, young quarterback. But I just looked, and he's still 28. He's only three years younger than Kirk, which, like, granted, he's had less time as a starter with being in New England and all that. But I think – I don't know, he's gotten – he basically got that huge deal off of, you know, three games or really two and a half games in New England and then five games with the Niners after he got traded. And I was just watching him last year. He really underwhelmed me in some of the, the big moments. Like, not that San Francisco has the greatest weapons, but he's got, you know, George Kittle. Um, he had um, Marquise Goodwin last year, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think... Kirk, I think both these guys are game managers, and I think Kirk is at least efficient. He knows like what his role is, and 
Um, your roll and shut yeah. your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, he gets the ball to Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, does what he's supposed to. And Jimmy G, like, people want to make him a star, and he just isn't that. So I'm, I'm going to give Kirk the slight edge either, even though I would not want um, either of these guys <laughs> to be Kirk back on my team. I will say, I will say, I'm a bit surprised Nate didn't pick Jimmy G, being that he's a former Patriots yeah, player. He's the, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike him, but um, I definitely think he's overrated after, you know, Oh, if you listen sure. back to 2014, mm-hmm. he did. It's been, it's been five years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, moving on now. We've got Aaron Rodgers what versus the Twitter Russ. poll. Uh, oh, yeah, man. You yeah. you just got to keep reminding on that. Um, <laughs> this should be interesting. So Cousins actually got the win on the Twitter poll, 70% to 30%, basically. So that's pretty surprising compared to our answers. Um, the next set, though, is going to be Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to be Team Russell Wilson. Team Russell Wilson. Team Russell Wilson. Team Russell. All right, yeah, so we got unanimous pick here. We won't spend too much long, but um, Wilson, he's younger. He's more mobile. He's had more success, I think, in the playoffs than uh, Rodgers has had. And he's honestly a much better leader and personality than Rodgers <laughs> is as well. Uh, those are the things. I And also, he's, he's really underrated. He's never been considered considered for an MVP but for this past decade he's been one of the best quarterbacks for sure um and Rodgers while he lives in glory with a lot of people with the name uh if you look at his stats they actually have been getting worse and worse and I know Packers fans don't want to hear it but uh sorry just like they did yeah just, <laughs> just like just like they didn't want to hear that they were going to get blown out by uh, San Francisco they're, Aaron Rodgers is going to get blown out by Russell Wilson if these two went head to head. So, team, I'm Team Russ all day. All day. I, I, I forgot to mention someone else. I said sorry, Kyle, but also sorry, Natasha, if you listen to this because she's yep. a Packers fan too. Yeah, she is too. So, uh, I guess you guys can just pile on if you want to. Any, uh, uh, if any Packers fans still listen to this show, though, I have to <laughs> give you a shout out for sticking around because it seems like the Packers get bashed on the show. They do. I, I'm not as big as a Packers hater some of these other guys on here, but with this... I'm, though, I'm not. I'm not a these, hater, but... I'm not a <laughs> hater either, but I just... I don't, it seems like... <laughs> it seems like you like kind of are, Zach. <laughs> yeah, mainly Zach, but still, like, it seems like the Packers get bashed a lot in these shows. I but, promise you, I'm not a hater, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I root for but, them when they play Dallas every time. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone does. <laughs> well... I will say, if I'm going to add something really quick on, something about Russell Wilson, he's actually really proved me wrong because ever since Marshawn Lynch and, like, you know, the Legion of Boom kind of got broken up in less Seattle, he's really, like, made a believer out of me because I didn't really believe in him before then because I was like, oh, well, you know, which I think was true to a certain extent that he kind of got carried by the run game and the defense, but he's really managed to step up since that all went away. And so... You know, like you said, he was in consideration for MVP this year until Lamar Jackson just started blowing it up. But he's really, you know, made a believer out of me and proven me wrong. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else wants to say anything, but uh, we'll check the um, Twitter poll here. Yeah, he's kind of touched on it. I mean, he does, I think, the most with the least out of anyone in the NFL the last couple of years. And yeah, it seems Rogers, like Seattle always has a terrible line. Well, yeah, it, there was like a. I don't know, it wasn't this season, but it was the season before when everybody thought that they were going to tank and they still, like, made the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Wilson won the poll in a landslide, 83 to 17%, backing up what we believe on Twitter. Good job, guys. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, The next one is going to be Cam versus Jameis, the former number one overall picks, the former Heisman winners, the former college national champions. The similarities are there. I'm going to go with Team Jameis Winston. Shocker there. Uh, team Cam. I'm going to go Team Cam. Just to clarify, this is who you'd rather have right now or just better in general? Uh, right now and moving forward. Right now and moving forward, I would go Team Jameis. Okay. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna say why I think Jameis is going to be better. Uh, Cam, he's not even on a team right now. I think that's kind of because uh, of his personality a little bit. Jameis, he's weird he's got some off the field things he's got that weird thing where he eats the w or whatever (laughs) Um, (laughs) but uh both these guys are kind of weird but with uh with Jameis I think I think the thing with Jameis is he's got to go to a really good coach or a really good uh offensive coordinator somebody to help him limit his interceptions because he does have so many dumb interceptions but if you take away from the dumb interceptions he throws some really nice passes. Um, he's always at the top of the leaderboard with stats and everything uh, because he does make a lot of really good plays. It's just you can't make those plays and, uh, and expect to win all the time when you make all the bad plays he makes, whereas Cam Cam has been injured all the time. I don't even know if he's going to be healthy enough to play. So uh, I'm going Jameis moving forward. I know he's healthy. I don't know what Cam's going to be healthy-wise, and uh, – Jameis, he can improve, I believe. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I asked to clarify because yeah. if you're an entire career like Cam, you know, I would go with him by a long slide or yeah. landslide or whatever. But um, right now I would definitely take Jameis because I think his upside. He still has a lot of upside. Um, Bruce Arians is a great offensive coach. He had great weapons in Tampa, but he obviously needs to, you know, clean things up a little bit obviously both on and off the field, but um, he went to, I think, the perfect team to do it, the Saints. Um, he gets to sit with Drew Brees in quarterback meetings for the next year, um, sit with Sean Payton, and hopefully, I mean, I think it sounds, it sounds like the plan is that if Brees does retire, he would take over there, and he walks into a situation with uh, Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, and I think if he, obviously, all he has to do is clean up the interceptions, just don't throw 30 in a year, and he's you know, taking that team to the playoffs. So um, I got to go with him in this situation. So I'm picking Cam. I mean, obviously, like you guys said, I mean, he's not on a team right now, and who knows what's going to happen going forward. But if I if I was starting a team right now, and I had to, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't prefer either of these as my <laughs> choices. But if I had, if they were like, okay, you can have Jameis Winston and Cam Newton to be to start your team. I would take Cam Newton because with the Seamus Winston and like all this interception stuff, I went through this as a Jaguars fan year after year with Blake Bortles. Oh, he's, oh, this year he's working out with this quarterback guru. And then, oh, this year he's working on his form with some expert guy and he's going to come back better in LA. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously that's not anything there, but I mean, I heard this, and, and Blake Bortles was an interception machine. Obviously, Zach and I have witnessed pretty much all of his interceptions. <laughs> and, like, 
And with Jameis, it's like he's had plenty of time to clean this up. He's had plenty of great weapons to throw the ball to, especially Mike Evans. I mean, Tampa has overall one of the, you know, top offenses in the NFL right now. And whereas Cam, I mean, he has the injury prone bug, which is a problem. But if if they're both healthy and playing, I'd rather have the quarterback that's going to make the less mistakes and Cam is mobile, but both of their personalities are weird, though. <laughs> so I wouldn't really, I wouldn't prefer to have either of them, but if I was going to pick one going forward, give me Cam. Yeah, well, I will say, I think it's probably because both of them are kind of dumb as a bag of hammers. But, um, <laughs> but the thing about, yeah, I agree with Eric. I would rather have Cam Newton. I mean, I think the one thing for Cam is that I think he's going to have to accept the fact that in the future, he's going to have to maybe transition into more. Cause I can definitely think he can be a game, more of a game manager at this point. Cause he's definitely mobile. He can do that, but he's going to have to realize that, he, you know, especially depending on where he goes, that he won't have to put up the huge stats that he did in the past. And he doesn't have to take as many risks. If you can get him to stop taking as many risks with his legs, then I think Cam Newton could be great again. And the thing about Winston, like Eric said, he's had plenty of time. When you're in your fifth season in the NFL and you're still throwing 30 interceptions a season, that's not good. That's something that, unfortunately, it shows that it's probably never going to get fixed. Because, you know, if you see, like, a rookie or a second-year guy throwing, you know, 30 interceptions, okay, you know, there's time to work on that. But when you're in your fifth season and you're still doing it, it's kind of an unfixable issue at that point, in my opinion. So, I, I would definitely have to go with Ken Newton, and I don't think he's going to be. He's unemployed right now, but by the time the season starts, he'll be on a team. Yeah, so uh, let's check Twitter poll for that one. I remember this time, and uh, Cam <laughs> won with a overwhelming majority, 82% to 18%. Wow. So, uh, yeah, Nate, Nate just went <laughs> wow out there. Um, Thank you, Twitter, uh, for some... agreeing with me on one side. <laughs> Thank you, Twitter. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so now we're this question is not football related, but uh, but guys, how do you feel about coffee and tea? Um, two staple drinks in America, and they're both pretty versatile. Hot or cold can go either way. Um, but for me, I'm team coffee. Team Coke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> All right. So Eric's going to excuse himself from this one. Um, I'd have to go coffee. <laughs> Coke. <laughs> I go coffee on this one too. Yeah. So uh, I don't really know how to explain it, but coffee is really good, guys. I drink it all every day, basically. Um, uh, <laughs> Eric, just go ahead. Just tell us. I know I, this was my rant. I, mean, I hate, I hate okay. both of these. I mean, <laughs> I hate both of these beverages with like every passion and fiber in my being like <laughs> there's the florida gators the tennessee titans and then there's coffee and tea okay like, <laughs> like, like this was my like the alabama so, crimson tide you know yeah, dude, i just i i can't stand both of these beverages i i mean i don't know why it's just a personal thing and then i guess what's what drives me nuts too with both of these beverages is when i tell people i don't like them they're like well you ever try putting cream and sugar in the coffee? Yeah, I, I still don't like it. Or, <laughs> do you like sweet tea or tea with lemon oh God, or hot tea? Like, I'm like, no, I don't like any of this. I, I don't 
I don't care how you put it. I don't like it. <laughs> I just don't. Okay. I don't care if you throw so... three dashes of Mountain Dew and maybe some Coke yeah, in there. Still like, taste horrible. <laughs> I just don't like it. Like people, people try to like convince me that I like it. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't like it. I, I don't know why. It just it drives me nuts. And the people are just so shocked when I don't like it. Like, it, it's just my personal preference. Leave me alone. You know? <laughs> I just, I don't get why people are like, try to convince me to like coffee or tea so much, especially with tea, with me being in the South. Like, it's. Oh, sh- trust me. I, I hear that all Every, the time. Everybody in the South loves sweet tea, except for me, apparently. And me, and, me too, because it's gross. Honor, uh, but people are just like. I don't like. How do you not like sweet tea or like? It's gross. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit shocked by that too, Eric. Uh, because you know, I know your your mom, and she's a huge fan of sweet tea. I always see her drinking that, so I, I assumed you yeah. would like that. Well, it's crazy because my dad my dad will drink unsweet tea. My mom like she does it like half and half now, but yeah, she likes some sugar in it. And then oh, my yeah. dad my dad loves coffee, so like I don't know how I don't like either of these. <laughs> But man, I just can't stand it. No, I mean, I I know my mom, my parents all across the board all drink unsweet tea if they're going to drink it. But it's like I went to Bojangles one time and like I've never ordered their tea. But one of my friends, he got like this large sweet tea and he's like, oh, trust me, try it. You're going to love it. And I just took a sip of it and it just tasted like pure sugar with like <laughs> pure pure sugar mixed with tea flavor and i was just like this is absolutely disgusting i don't know how anybody could like this <laughs> i yeah, with, there, there's, my rant. Sweet there's tea, my rant for yeah. the night guys so. <laughs> okay you good man you good uh yeah. when it comes to sweet tea like i don't know i'm in moderation i don't mind it but like it's not my favorite uh but i don't despise it like you guys do but uh but nate <laughs> where do you are you a is this a easy one for you or you you kind of torn at this yeah it's pretty easy i don't know i've tried to, i've tried tea a bunch of times like it just doesn't have a whole lot of flavor to me um i just never, i like coffee for sure um sweet tea i'll definitely drink at like a restaurant or whatever um it's a pretty solid option but um you definitely gotta go <laughs> coffee if i had to choose <laughs> not and... a solid option not a solid <laughs> <laughs> The all-important uh, Twitter poll question. Let's see uh, where it is. Okay, coffee one. It looks like there's a comment on that one. Oh, yeah, I think there is. Let me see. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Eric, why did you that comment? Nice. Eric, come I, on, okay, I forgot I used that. I forgot I used that word, but still, you know. <laughs> At least what I kept it clean for the podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, who's CCS co-host? Who's that guy? Yeah, it's like, oh, that guy. <laughs> some crazy followers. What? Jaguars logo? Ew. <laughs> okay. The Jaguars logo was good. <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on. Uh, now we're going to stay with the offense, but go to some skill position type of guys. So the the two best tight ends in the game, Kelsey and Kittle, the double Ks here. Um, I'm going Team Kittle. Team Kittle. Forgive me, Susan. Seven. <laughs> Susan's boyfriend. Yeah, this yeah. was definitely this this was definitely another tough one for me, but I'm gonna go team Kelsey. Team Kittle by a whole lot. Oh, okay. Ooh. Nate, why don't you start us off then? Okay. I mean <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just have never been a fan of Kelsey's. I know he's incredible with the ball in his hands. Um obviously he plays in a great system with a great quarterback and I mean he definitely he deserves credit he's definitely um been a top three tight end his whole career but i think 
I gotta go with Kelsey here. I mean, um, with Kittle here, just because I think he's the closest thing we're gonna see to Gronk for many years. Just in terms of like, you look at um, his receiving numbers have been insane the past few years. Um, I think he's has statistically one of the greatest starts to occur ever by a tight end. And now he does in the blocking game. Like he's so similar to Gronk in that he makes the Kansas City offense kind of go and that they can do a whole lot more like outside runs because they've got a guy like him out there like setting the edge and all of that so I think all around he's huge in that regards whereas Kelsey definitely is that's been a noted like you know um weakness of his game so I think um yeah I think I gotta go Kittle here for sure yeah I'm gonna go I I went Kittle as well it's pretty close for me though I'm not as extreme as Nate is but uh, really the big separator for these two, I think, is blocking. They're relatively as well receiving threats, but Kittle's the much better blocker. And personal note here with him, I'm still mad like two years ago or something. I dropped him from my fantasy team after one bad week um, when he was like, he was a rookie or unknown guy. Nobody knew him at the time. See, well, that's what I did with Todd Gurley in, in his yeah. season. I dropped him from my team and I, that cost me. Yeah, so I'm I'm still mad about that, but uh, but Eric, what else do you have to say about Kittle, and then we'll we'll hear Kelsey's side. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat with you and Connor, where it's really close for me. You mean it's Nate? Not, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Oh, oh, we really, sorry. You said really close. I thought you were saying yeah, well, you were in the same boat yeah. as them with Kittle. <laughs> no, I, I just meant, I meant I'm in the same boat with you and Zach in the sense that like it's a close pick for me. It's like I'm not. Mm. It's like far apart like how Nate like it's a it was a easy choice for him this was one where I had to really think about it for a while but I agree with Zach in terms of I like Kittle as a blocker better I like that you know him and a lot of those other 49ers receivers were selfless and enjoyed blocking for the running game and stuff like that that's something you just don't really see in the NFL uh Kelsey's also not a you know he's a good blocker himself but Kittle is an amazing blocker and I guess the main re- the main thing that separates them for me though, since they're they're so close in talent, but what separates them for me is that Kittle's also a lot younger, and he would he'll be value like from <laughs> this point going forward, he's going to be a lot more valuable for a team long term from this point on. So like mm-hmm. again, doing the whole like starting a franchise thing, like I would want him because of that over Kelsey, but obviously can't go wrong. And again, sorry, Susan, I'm so sorry. <laughs> don't get sleep on the, you have to sleep on the couch tonight yeah, and I, whenever she listens to this i'll probably be on the couch but you know. <laughs> no i mean i decided i guess I, to be the different one with travis kelsey i mean i think obviously kittle's a better blocker but i think kelsey catches a lot of crap for his blocking even though it's actually a lot better than people think it is um like i know we were looking at pro football focus and like you know i don't know the exact number but kittle was like he wasn't ranked as the best blocking tight end, but he was definitely up there. But Kelsey wasn't too far behind him. He was like four places below him or something. So he's still a really good blocker. And I think also the fact that Kelsey has been able to shine. He's been able to shine for a long time, and he's been able to shine in a system where there's so many other weapons. Because we see that sometimes where there's a lot of weapons and you know you don't necessarily put up the big stats anymore because there's a lot of other people around you. Whereas Kittle's pretty much the only major offensive weapon in San Francisco, whereas, you know, there's Tyreek Hill, there was Kareem Hunt, and also the fact that Kelsey was able to do it when Alex Smith was throwing to him, not just Patrick Mahomes, 
So, and obviously Kittle's younger, but Kelsey still has a lot of good years in front of him. I mean, at least three or four good years in front of him. So um, that's why I'd have to go with Kelsey over Kittle. All right. Let's check Twitter here for that one. I think that was pretty close. Uh, I think that was like the second closest behind Dak and Wentz. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Kittle won 58% to 42%. So uh, pretty close there. Um, The next one we've got lined up is Mike Evans versus Tyree Kill. I'm going to be Team Evans. This was... This is a tougher one for me, but I'm also going to go Team Evans. This was actually easier for me. I'm going to go Team Evans. I'm going to be with you guys. I'm going to go Team Evans. Okay, yeah. So we'll we'll go through this one kind of quickly here. But Evans, to me, he's... Uh, the thing with him that is a huge advantage is you don't have to worry about the off-the-field issues. Uh, Tyree Kill has that <laughs> um, going Should against have been suspended. Him. Yeah, for sure. And uh, another thing with Evans, too, he's really underrated. I mean, playing in a smaller market, you get that sometimes. But the start to his career, I believe, is something like he hasn't had less than a 1,000-yard receiving season ever. Uh, he's one of only a few receivers to start his career with, like, six straight 1k seasons and he's the ultimate jump ball type receiver which i think is uh really good to have in the nfl you can get a lot of speed guys um you can find fast guys every year in the draft but uh and no knock to tyreek he's great with the special teams and everything too but mike evans he's a true wide receiver one on the outside uh go up and get it type of guy so give me mike evans I guess if anyone else wants to comment. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have too much else to add. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess I would just go along the same lines as Zach. I mean, six straight 1,000-yard seasons, and the fact that he is a true number one, whereas I feel like Tyreek Hill is more of a slot guy, just given his speed, and he's not – his speed and height. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, yeah, being really fast is great, but he's never going to win those jump balls. I mean, the only way that he's going to – obviously, to get deep balls, being fast is important, but – He's never going to win those one-on-one on the goal line plays, you know, for the like those fade routes and stuff. And obviously, if he's in coverage, a lot of the times the corners can get the better of him. So whereas Mike Evans is big, he's strong, and he'll he'll win most of the time. All right, I yeah. guess. Okay, Nate, you yeah, want to say yeah, something? Gonna, or? No, I don't have too much to add. I was going to say yeah. that Mike Evans is definitely a lot more like like Tyreek's is a lot more one-dimensional than Evans, and I think. Evans definitely deserves a lot more credit. I think he's going to get a whole lot of it if Brady comes in and does what he's expected to do. Yeah, so uh, Tyree Kill, actually, with all that being said, won the Twitter poll slightly 58% to 42%. All those Chiefs fans. Probably. (laughs) Chiefs kingdom. (laughs) Yeah, the the Chiefs kingdom out there. All right, this next one is going to be interesting. Zeke Elliott versus Saquon Barkley. I'm going to go Team Zeke. Uh, another tough one for me, but I'm going to go with Saquon. Sorry, Susan, I am, <laughs> I am also going to go with Saquon. Um, this is a tough one for me. I'm going to go with... I'm going to pick who I'd rather have right now, and for me, that would be Saquon. Okay, so uh, I know Zeke's a couple years older than Saquon, and that means a lot for running backs, but... The thing with Saquon is, I I don't know, I just haven't really seen it from him. Like, I know he's hyped up to be, oh, he's going to be one of the greatest running backs ever. 
and all that all that stuff. He had a good rookie season, but he didn't have a rookie season that was to the point where it was like, oh my God, this guy is the best running back ever type of thing, which is what he came into the NFL and those were the expectations. Whereas Zeke has, when he came into the NFL, he had he led the league in rushing almost every year. And last year wasn't a great year for him. I think it was because he wasn't in the training camp for the Cowboys that year. He didn't start off the season great. And I think that carried over throughout the season. But it's not like Barkley had any better better of a season. He had injuries himself and uh, didn't really look like all that. Um, so I'm going to go Zeke just because I've seen him do it uh, at the highest level. Whereas Barkley, I haven't really yet seen him do it. Doesn't mean he can't, but I just trust Deke more. Yeah, so I I went with Saquon. I mean, obviously, if you're going off the resume, Zeke would be the one you would pick. But the reason why I pick Saquon like now going forward is I believe Saquon can do it. But the difference for me is that if you look at the supporting cast that Zeke has had around him during his time in the NFL compared to what Saquon has had so far. It's really not fair to compare the two because Zeke has had an amazing O-line the whole time he's been there. The Giants O-line has been trash. And he's also, while, you know, while Dak isn't an elite quarterback, he's better than Eli Manning 10 years past his prime and Daniel Jones. I mean, and then Saquon doesn't even really have the receiving threats to potentially take away from the run game. Whereas with Dallas, you know, they've got Amari Cooper. They've got Gallup for the first couple of years. They still had Jason of Zeke's career. They still had Jason Witten. So with Dallas, it's like you don't know if they're going to run the ball or pass the ball. What are they going to do? Whereas with the Giants, when they drafted Saquon, it's like, okay, Saquon, you're the whole offense. So teams can game plan around that, whereas they don't really have to, they haven't had to game plan for anybody else against Saquon. So it's kind of hard to compare the two because of that. But I think if Saquon was given a better supporting cast that he would be doing way better than he's been doing right now. Yeah, I'm definitely on the same page as Eric. It's kind of like the whole Barry Sanders versus uh, Emmett Smith argument. Like, you know, the reason why I've always thought that Barry Sanders was a better running back than Emmett Smith, even though Emmett Smith's the all-time leader in rushing yards, because, you know, Emmett Smith had that great offensive line and the great supporting cast, whereas Barry Sanders was the entire Detroit Lions team. So, and it's the same situation here. Like with Eric said, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, the Cowboys have always had a fantastic offensive line since he's been there. And that's a big part of being a running back. Like if you don't have an offensive line, you can have all the talent in the world and you're not going to go anywhere if your offensive line is garbage. So, I give Saquon credit for what he's been able to do. And obviously last year he was injured, but I mean, the numbers he put up in his rookie year, I mean, I think he had something like over 1300 rushing yards, which is definitely nothing to sneeze at. I mean, I think he was still finished behind Ezekiel Elliott that year, but it was still like second or third in the league. And somehow Baker Mayfield managed to win rookie of the year over him or something. Or did did say, I can't remember if Saquon won it or not. It was like between him and Mayfield, but I know there was a lot of yeah, talk that there was a lot remember. of talk that Mayfield was like going to take it from him. Which if he did, then that was dumb. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think Saquon definitely, like Eric said, if he can get if the Giants can somehow put together an offensive line, or if he ends up getting like traded somewhere with an offensive line, I think he'd be doing a lot better. <clears throat> yeah, I'm in the same page here. Like basically what Eric said, but. Um, 
yeah, I mean, he's the whole offense pretty much, and he hasn't had the support that Zeke's had. And there's something else I was going to say, and I'm not thinking of it right now, so I'm just going <laughs> to... I mean, basically, basically, probably me what you guys said already, so... Yeah, um, and so Saquon did win in the tour poll, 58-42, to 42, though, so closer than our uh, our decisions, but uh, but yeah, we've got some more running backs coming soon, but this next one is probably going to be the toughest for me because I feel like when these lists come out of best receivers and I rank them, I feel like I flip-flop these people every other day. <laughs> so right now <laughs> I'm going to go – right now I'm going to go Team Hopkins. I love Julio Jones, but Team Hopkins. Yeah, this one was also a tough one for me. Actually, when I – you mentioned flip-flopping every day. When I when we voted on the Twitter polls, I actually voted for Julio Jones. But for the episode, I'm going to go Team Hopkins. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> This is a really hard one. I'm going to go... I think I'm going to have to go Team Hopkins in this one also. Okay, so really similar, really uh, statistically similar type of receivers. I believe Hopkins is probably a bit younger, uh, which gives him an advantage for moving on in the future and everything. And they're both really talented guys. But the reason I'm going to go Hopkins this time over Julio is just because... It seems like Julio's got the stigma where he can never get touchdowns. Um, and I know I don't know how many Hopkins has had, but it seems like Julio was on a crazy streak where he had a low number of touchdowns for what he should have been compared to his yards. So that's the oh, that only reason I could fantasy. think of it's Horrible in fantasy life. Horrible Absolutely. in fantasy, yeah. So that's the only real distinction that I can get between the two to, to make me lean for Hopkins now. But uh, but what, what about you guys? How close? I'm. I'm assuming you think it's as close as I do. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough for me, but um, watching, I was as a Jags fan, I've been living in near Houston now. Like, I've seen a good amount of Texans games, and just watching some of these, the main thing that separates it, I guess, for me, like with DeAndre Hopkins compared to any other receiver, is it just, it seems like he never drops the ball, like, ever it it's like I remember there was one season it, I, I know it wasn't this past season but it was either like two or three seasons ago and I don't think he had a single drop the whole season I mean that's just incredible for I mean, even as great as Julio is you know he drops one every now and then but like DeAndre Hopkins like not dropping a single pass in a season and he gets targeted a lot you know he was you know he's had plenty of stretches where he's basically a majority of the Texans offense. So, and even some of the catches he gets in double coverage or one-handed catches, like it's crazy, <laughs> but I will say in Julio, even though I didn't pick Julio in his defense, I do at least over the last couple years, I do blame a lot of his not getting touchdowns on, uh, on Steve Star Steve Sarkeesian, the offensive coordinator for Atlanta, like watching Falcons games, especially like I've seen them when they play in primetime games, it just baffles me when it's like first and goal on the three and they don't try to throw up a fade to Julio, not once. I'm like, why? He's like 6'4", you know, kind of like Mike Evans type of receiver that we talked about earlier. Like he can get the 50-50 balls. Like, why are you not trying that? I, I don't know. Like Steve Sarkeesian blows my mind and the Jaguars better not ever hire him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to piggyback <laughs> off the Bears point of way about Steve Sarkeesian. <laughs> to piggyback off the Bears point of Steve Sarkeesian. 
Yeah, right. But to piggyback off his point about Steve Sarkeesian, like, you know, even if I'm going to draw, you mentioned comparing Julio Jones to Mike Evans, but, like, I compare him to Calvin Johnson almost, you know, because <clears throat> that's what the Detroit Lions used to do. I mean, Stafford would just throw it up to Calvin Johnson and then, you know, boom, touchdown. Like, why don't you ever do that for Julio Jones? And so I think also I give a slighter edge to DeAndre Hopkins just because of the numbers that he had been able to put up with absolutely mediocre quarterbacks for most of his career in Houston. I mean, obviously now he's got Deshaun Watson, but, you know, or, well, not anymore because he got traded to Arizona for some dumb reason, but, you know. But <laughs> Hello, <the> Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but the numbers that he still put up when he had, like, Brian Hoyer and Brock Osweiler throwing it to him, like, he still put up these major numbers. So I give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah, I've... I've got to go Hopkins just because the C. Sarkeesian obviously is not a great offensive coordinator, but they've the Falcons have definitely been an offensive-minded team, and they were better in that regard um, before the last few years. So I think the start of his career was a lot better, whereas Hopkins, you know, had to deal with like guys like Matt Schaub and um, Tom Savage. Matt Schaub before. was actually good for one year. He was good for one year, but yeah. But you know, I mean, he had to deal with those guys before Watson finally um, showed up, and and even then, Watson missed like three quarters of his rookie year, I think, with that ACL mm-hmm. injury. So I mean, he's had basically two years of Watson. So um, yeah, I gotta give him the edge there. Although it's definitely that was a really hard one. That's probably the hardest one I've had to decide on so far. Yeah, so Julio, I actually won the Twitter poll uh, 64 to 30. So that was interesting that all four of us took. uh, It was interesting. All four of us thought it was really close, but we all went with the same guy. So maybe it wasn't as close as we thought. But uh, uh, moving forward now, um, we've got some more running backs here at the last of running back pairs. So CMC or Derrick Henry, I'm going to go Team CMC. Team CMC. 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 Yeah, so I figured this would probably be more... I figured you'd all say CMC. Um, The thing with Henry is he's got to do it for longer, and also his play style worries me with the injury concern. Uh, Anybody, any running back can get injured at any time, but with CMC too, his uh, receiving capabilities are far superior to Henry, so he's more versatile in the offense. It counts for more things, but Derrick Henry, for what he does, is pretty dominant. But um, but give me CMC if I had to pick between the two. Probably he's gonna play longer. Yeah, and Nate, if you, I'd have, I've gone first on like a lot of these one being nanos. <laughs> Nate, if you want to go first one, so I'll, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so you don't all say the same thing again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, your, fa- your fantasy team was named Run CMC. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you know I gotta give him a shout out for carrying me to the. Uh, title last year because nobody else on my team really did that much but um yeah I think Henry is just too one-dimensional for me I think obviously you gotta factor in what McCaffrey does in the receiving game is um he's one of the best to have done that in the last few years on top of what he does in the run game which is already insane enough um I think the longevity thing is a little bit tricky for me because he does get so many touches that I think like him and Henry are really in the same boat that other play styles are different. Like he could be at risk of having a shortened career also getting that many touches. But um, I just think that um, 
his versatility plus he plays in not as good of a situation as um henry does you know henry's got a great o-line with like taylor lewan and all those guys in um tennessee which i think is really underrated um so i gotta give mccaffrey the edge here you know i mean mccaffrey is you're never gonna see derrick henry putting up a thousand rushing yards and a thousand receiving yards in the same season so but i definitely do agree with nate that the longevity thing i think actually is pretty even between them that you know and the thing about mccaffrey well he is he is jacked, but he's also a pretty small guy to be in every down running back. So we'll we'll see how it works out, but oh, yeah. um, definitely CMC. And I agree. <laughs> <laughs> good one, good one there, Eric. Uh, let's that's see a good what hot take there, <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the best analysis I've ever so, given. <laughs> <laughs> CMC won the Twitter poll 75 to 25, clean numbers there. Um, so moving on now, we've got another kind of non-sports, uh, related question here. So the age old breakfast time question, if you gotta pick between the two tank guys on team waffles. Wait, well, you went like super robo there. What, oh, what? sorry. Oh, sorry. I was saying I'm team waffles. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to decide between the two waffles. I'm waffles. I was like, well, what? <laughs> Uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah, so, uh, I'm also going to go uh, Team Waffles. Well, this was definitely the hardest uh, non-sports-related one for me, because I like them both. I grew up eating waffles all the time, but I think in more recent years, I think now I'm going to have to go Team Pancakes. Mm. I'm going to have to go Waffles here. Oh, man, okay. I'm a lone wolf. <laughs> yeah, you're the lone wolf, Connor, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I'll eat like both these are good it's i mean they're made basically the same way just in different uh <laughs> cooking methods but um but yeah i don't know the the thing with waffles i guess you know what you're getting um i mean you can what? make pancakes <laughs> 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 well, like okay okay I'll, I'll quit. like you know like the shape in that there's going to be it's going to be divided in four with four equal parts <laughs> You know, like, if you make a pancake, you can make a pancake the size of the whole pan, or you can make the pancake the size of, like, oh, a little... Oh, okay. Uh, like, okay, that's, a, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, I, like, I get it now. Pancakes okay. come in all shapes and sizes. Like, the waffles are in a waffle maker. You, you know you know how what they're going to be like. Um, I didn't realize I was going to be that funny, but, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I guess I like that better. Um, I mean, variety is always good, but, uh, but yeah, I... I've just always been a fan of the um, just how the waffle iron makes the little uh, dimples the little in them. You like the squares? squares. <laughs> I like the squares. I'm a simple person, Connor. Don't don't make fun oh, of me. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm gonna say about waffles now before I say something else weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, in agreement here with all of y'all. I mean, I, that I yeah, I like both of them. They're both really good you obviously can't go wrong with either one but i i just give a slight edge to waffles i will say to piggyback off of zach's final point though i do like the squares though because when you put the syrup in all stays in one place i like that <laughs> but and there's this hotel that my uh that my parents stayed at when they came to visit me and the waffle maker makes your waffles in the shape of the state of texas which was pretty awesome Ooh. so i got to uh uh Actually, a hotel that Susan and I went to one time, too, when we were in San Antonio, had that as well. So I got to have a Texas-shaped waffle, which was pretty awesome. So uh, I liked that as well. (laughs) (laughs) 
I gotta go with waffles here just because for me like it's the topping advantage just because like I don't know I just like you can put stuff in the pancakes which is good but like I like waffles you can put blueberries and uh, mm-hmm. chocolate chips and syrup and it like gets in a little, little um, pockets and like it's all melty and all that so I gotta give them the the edge in that department. <laughs> I mean you can put stuff on top of pancakes too but I do. Mean, yeah but then it, I, it like rolls I, off and and then you gotta and then you gotta scoop it up. Yeah it's <laughs> so much work. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> These first row problems guys they're they're out of, the, out of, this, out of this world. <laughs> yeah. But um well, I guess I have to go with pancakes. I'll be the the lone wolf on pancakes. I mean, like you guys said, I'll I'll eat either I'll eat either of them. But um, I think while the squares are good for toppings and syrup, I think it's a bit bad when it comes to butter. Trying to spread butter on waffles is a bit of a pain. Uh, it's a lot easier to do it on pancakes. And I also like the fluffiness of pancakes. They just kind of melt in your mouth. Whereas if you make a waffle wrong, then it just gets too crunchy. And I'm not a huge fan of that. But like I said, you can go either or. They're they're both good. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let me check the Twitter poll on that before we move on. Uh, <laughs> waffles or pancakes? I wonder what Twitter said. Uh, they they said waffles, 67 to 33. So uh, kind of like us, a little bit more waffles, but uh, there's always uh, those people that like their pancakes better. Um, <laughs> moving on now, we've got. <laughs> oh, there's always weird. those people, Connor. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about some defense now. Show the defenses some love. So uh, defense wins corners. championships. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cornerbacks here: Gilmore or Ramsey. <laughs> no, where I'm going with this. <laughs> Ramsey, right? <laughs> Wait, you said you said you said you're Zach. He, he, yeah, he said I did. Gilmore. Gilmore. Oh, okay, I, I didn't. Somehow I didn't catch that. Yeah, uh, Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to go Gilmore as much as my dad hates him. <laughs> Obviously, you gotta go Gilmore here. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think a uh, big advantage you get with Gilmore—they're really uh, talented uh, corners. You can't go wrong with either of their talents. But the separator for me is when you fake a back injury to get forced out of a team. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's where I draw the line. So with when I've got Gilmore. I know he's getting paid a high contract. He's loving life in New England and all that, but uh, but at least he's not going to fake an injury to get his, himself out of a team. So that's my separator. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and even even if there wasn't the whole faking of the back injury thing, the <laughs> thing about Ramsey that will just drive you nuts is just all the. I don't. I, this is weird because it's it's hard to say because I don't mind when players smack talk if you do it in the right situation, you know, if it's like before the game starts and you're trying to get in your opponent's head, like I thought that one time when he got AJ green under his skin so bad that AJ green, like was trying to punch him and all that and got thrown out of the game. It was in the right time because we were winning the game. It was smart to frustrate the opponent and all that. But then you see like what he was doing when he got traded to the Rams, when the Ravens beat him, like, 50 to oh, yeah. 40 or whatever the heck it was and he's still like smack talking the other team and acting tough like he's gonna go over there and beat somebody up when he's <laughs> those people were holding him back as i do the finger oh yeah thing. Uh, like oh like he was really gonna go over there if that guy didn't get in his way you know like that's <laughs> not when you're getting destroyed like that's not the time to be 
run in your mouth, you know, just take the L and move on. He doesn't seem to know how to like separate when to do it and when to not. It's like, I don't mind a little cockiness if you can handle it in the right way, but he just got to be too much. And so for that, I'm you know glad he's gone. Whereas Gilmore, it's like, you know, he's going to show up. He's going to do his job. And it doesn't mean that Ramsey doesn't. I mean, he is, you know, he is a great player, which is why I still would have liked him to be on the Jags in a way, but you know, Gilmore's going to do his thing and not cry about every little thing. And so because of that, I have to go Gilmore. Yeah. I mean, I went with Gilmore. Like I said, as much as my dad hates him because he used to play for the bills and he wasn't very good when he played for the bills. And then he went over to new England and turned into the defensive player of the year. So, um, yeah. And also because like you guys said, Stephon Gilmore doesn't fake back injuries or try to start fights with Marcus Peters or any of that stuff. I remember when Eric and I did that episode. I think that was the episode that we did all on our own, the one episode without Zach. And yeah, that was, was like the first the first thing that we did was we were talking about that and you know that Rams like trainer or whatever had to get in between them and Ramsey's <laughs> like uh, and he had to like carry Ramsey away from Marcus <laughs> Peters. I'm like really like when you're you're getting carried off the field because you're trying to start fights when you got destroyed like 45 to three, like that's not good. <laughs> like I said, it's a good thing. Those trainers were there because he would have whipped on oh, Marcus oh, Peters. Totally. <laughs> he would have totally, totally. Mm-hmm. you know, he, 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 it would have been he, another, it would that could have been worse than the miles Garrett thing. At least Marcus Peters had the balls to take his helmet off. Ramsey kept his helmet on the whole time. <laughs> that's just fighting smart, bro. <laughs> all right nate you want to say anything about uh about this debate uh, i mean you guys basically touched on it. i mean aside from the personality and teammate issues i think gilmore definitely has been the best cornerback in the nfl um for the past couple years really since coming to new england he's been the best i think even better than um ramsey's even strictly on the field so i don't think there's too much of a debate here yeah. <laughs> Gilmore Gilmore won the vote uh 64 to 36 on Twitter yeah um now we've got the Bosa brothers so this is the first set of brothers we've got uh both wear 97 both play in uh California I'm gonna go team Joey uh I feel like they're almost like virtually the same player but I <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they're like twins basically. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Team Joey though. Yeah, I, I agree. They're pretty much the same player, but I guess since Joey's been there longer, I'll go Team Joey. Um, I'm gonna go Team Nick on this one. Okay, so my biggest reason for Joey over Nick is one, he's been doing it longer, and then two, um. He doesn't. He faces more pressure from the offensive line and, and offensive blockers and tight ends and stuff than Nick does because that 49ers defensive line last year was stacked all around. They were rotating guys in and out that were first rounders. Um, whereas the Chargers, uh, they've got Ingram on the other side, which is he's really good. But other than that, Bosa is the number one man on that defensive line, and uh, I mean Joey Bosa. <laughs> I should be more mm. specific. Uh, but Nick on his defensive line isn't, I think, the best player. So that's why I'm going to go Joey. Yeah, I, just to piggyback off of that, I mean, I agree 100%. That, that's the main reason why is just I 
feel like he doesn't have as much talent around him as Nick does. And so it's a lot harder to face one-on-one blocks when you don't have as much talent on the defensive line that scares the opposing offense. So, but Nick is really good too. I mean, like I said, they're almost like the same person really. I mean, they are blood related, but it, yeah. <laughs> it but this isn't one where I'm like, Oh, it's Joey Bosa by a mile. I mean, it's yeah. Blood, yeah. Slight edge, slight edge to Joey. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll go also go with Joey Bosa for another reason, for off-the-field reasons. You don't see Joey, – Joey Bosa hasn't gotten in trouble for posting and liking racist and homophobic things on Twitter and Instagram either. So <laughs> True. Um, that's, a bonus. that's a bonus. Um, so there's that, and he's also been doing it for longer. So Joey Bosa. I think – I pick Nick just strictly off the upside. If I was an NFL GM right now, I would say give me Nick. Bosa, if I was looking for a defensive end, these are the only two options I would say give me Nick. Um, just because he does have a better overall defense situation um, in San Francisco. But when you look at what Joey um, has in the Chargers, he has three-time, um, three-straight Pro Bowl um, appearances out of Melvin Ingram on the other side, which definitely takes some um, attention away from him. And plus, like he has been doing it longer, but he hasn't – I don't – think that we've really seen him improve over his four years I and mean, he's had like 10 sacks and like you know between 9 and 11 sacks all four years which is very good but it's like I don't think he's taking the next step whereas we don't know what Nick will do next year but I think there's a better chance that he takes a step and becomes you know a 15 sack like all pro contending type guy then I think it's a better chance we see that than we see it with um uh Joey yeah and on Twitter, guys, Nick won the, the vote 64 to 36, uh, according to Twitter. Uh, moving on now, splitting the defense up here with uh, another NFL-related uh, piece. Uh, two young NFL head coaches who have both lost Super Bowls recently, uh, Sean McVay versus Kyle Shanahan. Um, I'm going to go Team Shanahan. Team Shanahan. I'm going to go Team McVay. I'm going to go Team Shanahan. Yeah, my for Team Shanahan is I think he was a lot more creative. I mean, McVay's creative too, but uh, taking the team in the Super Bowl like that, uh, I mean, both teams went to the Super Bowl recently, but um, I don't know. They're, it's really close, but I like Shanahan. I like what he does with his offense. I think he... I think he's just the better he he does better at what he's supposed to do, um, which is run the team's offense. Uh, we saw we saw McVay took a step back this year, which is why I'm going with Shanahan. But it could flip flop if uh, McVay has a better year. But that's really what the 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 jump from Shanahan from last year to this year was pretty remarkable. So he should have been coach of the year. That's why I'm going to go with him. Now I'll let you go suck on this one if you'd like. All right, yeah. I'll- I'll go. Um, I'm going to go with Shanahan just because um, I think McVay just – I don't have any dislike for him personally, but I just think he got vastly overrated off that one season. Like you saw everybody – there was that one coaching um, carousel where everybody was like, well, this guy coached – he was Kyle Shanahan – um, he was Sean McVay's like wide receiver coach like four years ago. Like, oh, this guy like – Let's bring him in for a head coaching job. You yeah. know what I mean? I think we saw him in the Super Bowl, and he got absolutely, like, dissected by Bill Belichick. Like, he totally, like, tore apart the best offense in football, and they only scored, like, a field goal. 
in that Super Bowl. And really after that, like his team totally fell apart. Like it was basically the same roster last year, and that offense looked nothing like it did two years ago. I think teams watched that Super Bowl on tape and said, "Oh, that's how you beat the Rams," and they went out and did it a whole a whole lot last year. And I think they're gonna um, do it again this year. So I gotta give the edge to Shanahan here just because um, he gets the benefit of the doubt. We'll see like what how he um, follows up last year if he can um, improve and stay fresh and all that. But uh, I gotta give him the edge right now. Yeah, the, those are great points. I I feel like they both had times where they've looked like geniuses, and then other times where it's kind of like what were they thinking? And I mean they're they're obvious, so they're very equal, but. With McVay's offense just not seeming to be as good last year when he's supposed to be, you know, this offensive genius, it seems like he hasn't been able to adjust since that Super Bowl loss just quite yet. I know with Todd Gurley being hurt, that obviously, you know, not being the same player that that has met, that's been a big mess up for them. But, you know, you have to be able to find ways to adjust. And it seems like he hasn't fully been able to do that. Whereas Shanahan lately to me has seemed to be a more creative, you know, coach with his play calling, getting everybody involved and all that type of stuff. And uh, I have to give the edge to him. But at the same time, they they both have made they both made bad mistakes in their Super Bowls. And so we're just going to see which one can do better going forward. But I give a slight edge to Shanahan. I mean, I think I would have to stick with McVay just because I think a lot of people forget that, you know, obviously the his second season in the L.A. Rams was like, you know, close to the perfect season. Like they were they had the number one offense and they made it to the Super Bowl, obviously lost to the New England Patriots. I mean, and I'm not going to knock Sean McVay too bad for getting outcoached by Bill Belichick because pretty much everybody in the history of the league has gotten outcoached by Bill Belichick. So. I'm not going to knock him too hard for that. And yeah, they did take a step back this year, but I do blame that a little bit based on the injuries. And I think the performance of Jared Goff really went down this year. Um, and like, I definitely think some of it was attributed to McVay, but not all of it. So and I think for Shanahan, I just need to see more out of him because his other two seasons in San Francisco were horrible. I mean, they were losing records. So I need to see more seasons from Kyle Shanahan of winning records and constant postseason success and, you know, just keep it going. And maybe if Kyle Shanahan, like if the 49ers outplay the Rams again this year, then I will switch my vote to Kyle Shanahan <laughs> next season. Yeah. Yeah. The, the two can flip flop for sure. Uh, Twitter though, see what they said. If I remember to do a poll there, it is Shanahan won 75, 25. Uh, on that poll to McVay. Um, I almost thought in my head to say Macbeth on accident. Uh, <laughs> uh, now we've got the Watt brothers here. I didn't include Derek. Apologies to Derek, but um, TJ versus JJ. Now too. <laughs> he is, he is. Uh, so I have a strong feeling I know where Connor's going to go with this, but I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go team uh, TJ with the T. <laughs> the T. <laughs> team TJ as well for me. Yeah, I'm I'm going Team TJ. All, this isn't just my Steelers bias either, but <laughs> I am going Team TJ. If we're talking right now, I'm definitely going Team TJ. Yeah, I'll let Connor talk first since he uh, knows TJ the best. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely if 
due to the case that we're talking about right now. Because if you're looking mm-hmm. at the overall, I mean, J.J. Watt's a three-time Defensive Player of the Year, so you can't argue that. But he's just been so hampered by injuries the past few seasons, and he just hasn't looked like the same player. I mean, he played very limited minutes in those playoff games, or at least the one against the Chiefs. He played very limited minutes. I mean, it was only on, like, third down that he would actually come in. And even then, like, they still kept him out of the game. So, and the fact that, you know, T.J. Watt's been putting up ridiculous sack and forced fumble numbers in the past couple of seasons. And I mean, he was obviously they don't really I don't remember if they released the voting or not, but I'm pretty sure he was second place behind Stefan Gilmore for defensive player of the year this year. So, um, you know, maybe an extra sack or an extra forced fumble would have gotten him that accolade. So I definitely see that happening for him in the future. And he definitely has a much brighter future than J.J. does. Yeah, the thing with J.J. is. Uh, he can't play a full season, which uh, is a problem when it comes to who do you want moving forward. So TJ's younger. Obviously, he's uh, highly supreme talent. We'll see if he reaches uh, the peak that JJ was at, but um, that I don't know if that'll happen. But right now, moving forward, TJ's going to give you more production. Um, although JJ, I still fear him, to be honest. <laughs> he's pretty intimidating. Uh that one time he had like blood on his head or something it looks crazy, oh, but uh, <laughs> um, I'll just sorry Eric and Connor or Eric and Nate. I'm gonna. No, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah. Move forward. We'll see. The vote here was uh, JJ. I'm I'm thinking it's uh, all time is why people voted JJ. Yeah, was, I was gonna uh, say. Yeah. 67 uh, 33 was the vote for that, but the instructions weren't that clear, so my bad. Um, moving forward, our last NFL picks here, Vaughn Miller or Khalil Mack. I'm going to go Team Miller. Team Mack. Team Mack. <laughs> team Miller. <laughs> Sounds team like Mack you Team Mack. <laughs> Miller time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going Miller here because uh, for Mack anyways, since, uh, since he really emerged as a superstar, I feel like we haven't heard much from him. Um, I know Vaughn Miller had a down season last year as well, but uh, at least with Vaughn, uh, it seemed like he'd been double teamed for many years and was still leading in sacks and everything. Uh, has a Super Bowl MVP on his resume. I know that we're not taking resumes into account here, but moving forward, I think he's got, uh, he's just played in the league longer. I think his skill set is, uh, is better at the position than Max. Um, Max really good. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, the Bears, he just kind of gets forgotten. I mean, how bad the Bears have been. So, I don't know. I We saw Von Miller in the past basically will his team to a Super Bowl win. I just don't see Khalil Mack doing that. And at least I have the chance of that repeating with Miller. I, I like the chances of Miller just taking his team to the Super Bowl like he did that one time. Whereas Mack, I just don't see it, to be honest. But... Um, he does get double teamed. It's tough, but I'll take Miller. Yeah, like I'm pretty much agree with everything Zach said. Um, I think they both obviously had down years last year, but I think um, Vaughn just has the history that sh- tells me that I think he's got what it takes to come back up. Like, you know, I mean, like, his track record is much better, and I know that's not what we're basing it off of, but I think. Um, I think eight sacks is like the second worst of his career as Mac like has been kind of I don't know, I'm just trying to say like 
I think Matt gets double teamed a lot, but I think so does Vaughn, and he has, I would argue, less help in Denver than Matt has in Chicago, and I think um, overall, I think Matt can, I mean, uh, Vaughn just has repeatedly taken over games more consistently in his career than Matt does, so I just feel better about Vaughn having a better comeback uh, year next season. Yeah, I mean, o- overall between their two careers on an all, t- if it was an all-time thing, I'm I'm going Von Miller. But you know, if I'm going with like who would I rather have right now, I'm I'm going to take Mac. I he's he's younger, as you guys said too. I mean, he draws he draws more double teams than Von Miller. I think the way their uh, defensive schemes are, I get Von Miller has a better chance coming off of the edge. I think than he because he has more of that strict pass rushing role or obviously that's Khalil Mack specialty too but with where like Khalil Mack lines up on the defensive line I feel like he's more prone to I don't know how I don't know I don't know why I'm having such a brain fart on how I'm going to say this but but basically I guess because of the the way he lines up on the defensive line he's going to be more prone to the double teams and I don't know I still feel like Khalil Mack's a really great player. He's who I wanted the Jaguars to draft instead of uh, Blake Bortles, but uh, <laughs> uh, Jaguars could have had him, but uh, yeah, now I will say I, since the, Oh, Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> your cat. <laughs> but uh, I will say ever since he got traded to uh, the bears, when the bears gave up two first round picks, he obviously hasn't produced that much value since then but he's still a valuable asset to a team and it's, it's it is hard to say with both of them having down years but i i give khalil mack the better chance to turn it around than miller yeah i mean i'd have to go with khalil mack here just because the fact that obviously some also some of those years that von miller was in denver denver had like one of the most ridiculous defenses in the league at that time i mean he had demarcus ware on the other side from him they also had like danny trevathan in the middle and chris harris and obviously the secondary doesn't affect the offensive line too much but like you know with chris harris and akib to leave and coverage you know, that forces the quarterback to stay back there longer and gives Miller a better chance to get to the quarterback. So I think Khalil Max, especially when he was in Oakland, he had nothing there to help him out. Oakland was horrible on defense and Khalil Mack was the only weapon. So I give Mack more credit for being able to do more with less. So and also I think Khalil Mack has the better future. All right. Yeah. And the Twitter poll in that said Mack 73 to 27. Much more uh, uh, on the Mac side, whereas we were split in the middle. Um, we've got one last one to wrap this episode up, guys. And this is uh, this kind of question is a little bit of a uh, it draws some reactions out of some people, especially on Twitter. I've noticed um, some pretty strong reactions. I'm gonna try and uh, not do that for you guys, but uh, Android or Apple. I'm going to go Team Android. Team Apple. Oh, I, I didn't. I thought I was going to be a lone wolf on this, but I guess I'll say Team Apple, too. Team Apple. Oh. Yeah, so I'm the lone wolf. <laughs> I think we're just saying um, what we all have. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't, like, I, I just feel like with Android, um, 
I personally just like their <laughs> layout better. I the thing I hate with Apple is they try and take over your life with everything where they want you to have the phone and the tablet and the AirPods and the credit card and the, <laughs> the clothes. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. If, <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if they start having clothes for you to wear. They start a they clothing do. line. I'm sure oh, they, they do. do. <laughs> okay. I mean, not, not like they're like interactive, but like they definitely got their own like interactive clothes. <laughs> you got your, you your t-shirt. Your phone will work better if you wear this shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's common. I mean, probably the watches and everything like, I feel like they just try and take over your life and monopolize you. And once you get hooked, like they, they cost way more there. It's just a lifestyle. I don't want to get on. Whereas like with Android, um, it's a little bit more open. It's like, okay, we, we built a great phone for you and now you have the freedom to do what you want with it. You're not locked into the Apple music. You can get whatever kind of podcast apps you want easily. You're not locked into the Apple, 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 everything. Um, you can get whatever you want. You can connect it with everything. Micro USB, it's so much easier to charge. Um, those chargers cost way less money and uh, more versatile when it comes to other things. Um, so I think with my lifestyle, and it's it's a good phone. I mean, the phone I've got is pretty bad, but if I were to get if I were to compare like the top Apples with the top Androids, I mean they're cheaper. I think I'd like them better. I think they do more for you. I think. Uh, they're just easier. And for the longest time, too, the Apple screens look pretty small, in my opinion. I know they've probably changed that, but uh, I've always been a just better fan of this screen size and everything with the Android. Um, so I'm going Android. Like I said, I, I don't want to get too raged about this or anything, but, uh, but yeah, give me the joy. It sounds like you were, like, right on the cusp of it, though. Like, <laughs> stop myself, man. I stopped. You, you, you contained yourself. Yeah. But, no, I just I picked Apple just because uh, I've been a big fan of them for a while. I, I will agree with Zach, though, that for a long time, the biggest issue for me with Apple was their screen size. Like, a lot of these other companies were making phones with like five and six inch screens and iPhones were still like a three inch screen or whatever it was, something like that. And that was kind of annoying, but they've finally upgraded that. I mean, they were behind, so that's not an argument for them, but they did finally fix that. And uh, I just been a fan of them. And I also do have an iPad. So, you know, while this is what Zach was saying, like, but I, I like them being paired together because since I have an iPad already, it's nice to have the iPhone to then go with it. And I can nice just to not everything. have any competition for your products that you use on a daily basis. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can sync the two. I sync everything on the two together. It's not like, oh, I can't use this app or oh, I can't do that. Like, and I've, I've been impressed with the performance of them. Uh, a lot of people complain about like iPhones with like the usage rate going down but like i haven't had that problem with uh i had one phone for one iphone for a really long time and you know i was still able to use it like normal so uh i i don't know i mean i i will say now with like apple the one thing that i don't like with apple that i won't use is i i would never buy a mac those are way overpriced but you can get you know other stuff at a more reasonable price than uh, if you do it right. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm an Apple guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. I would never buy a Mac, but this, this isn't a PC versus Mac debate. This is an Android versus Apple debate. So um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I never really minded the smaller screens, I guess, because like 
obviously now the iPhone, like I have an iPhone XR. It's a pretty big phone. I was never a huge fan of these huge phones, like the phones that can barely fit in your pocket. <laughs> and like, you know, like I know when the Samsung Note first came out, it was just like this big old phone. And I'm like, like, why do you want that? Like, it's not even going to fit in your pocket. Like the whole point of these things is that they fit in your pocket. And the Samsung Note's not going to fit in your pocket. So um, I didn't mind the smaller screens. Obviously, I like them that they're a little bit bigger now. But <clears throat> and honestly, a lot of people like to try and complain about the reliability of Apple phones. But I mean, my mom's had the same iPhone 6 for like five years now. And it's still she'll probably have it for another two or three years all as well. So I think the reason why it gets such a bad rap is because the people that buy iPhones are very careless with their phones and they like <laughs> drop them in the toilet or they crack drop them and crack the screen and all this stuff so i think that's the reason why they have a bad rap for reliability is because the people that own yeah are really klutzy and clumsy so but you know if you actually take care of your iphone then it's going to last a really long time so um and like i said i it's the same thing with zach like with the layout thing i think i'd have a really hard time getting used to android layouts at this point i'm so familiar with the apple layout so um I'm going to stick with my iPhones. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing too, with that, like what you were saying, Connor, is that people that like, you know, like me, you and Nate, like we also team Apple, but we're probably not like hardcore Apple. I mean, there's people that every year they buy the new iPhone, which I don't know why people do that. Like I, oh, no, yeah, you, you don't need no. to have a new one every year. I, I don't know why people do that with like either Android or iPhone. Like Apple. Oh I yeah. No. Well, especially with especially with uh, the Androids, I feel like those phones come out like every yeah like, that's, six months. Well, I think I think that's like an advantage. <laughs> that you have so many options like uh, between so many Samsung options and to Google. waste your money. <laughs> no, not to waste your money. I mean, the phone I got was fifty dollars. Like um, right, right. Well, I'm I'm talking more so like the like the Samsung S like are the elite phones. Yeah, the elite, the elite phones. phones. Like that, yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I'm not I'm not talking about the like yeah you know the cheaper phones. I'm talking about the elite phones. They release like they come up with a new Samsung S like whatever every like two months and I'm like yeah. really you're already on the next version like what <laughs> it's like twenty or something now yeah uh, whereas like iPhones like barely gotten to ten now and Samsung's like you know in a couple of years from now we're gonna be seeing the Samsung S thirty and it's like huh but I guess just for people that you have more options I guess to rate to if you're an Apple wanting to go that's, to Android that's true uh, there's more yeah yeah samsung and motorola yeah. and all those other stuff so yeah so but nate i guess, uh, guess we'll let nate talk <laughs> start for cutting yeah, I mean, you guys basically kind of covered everything i was gonna say about apple i mean i'm not like eric said i'm not a huge fan where i gotta buy the new one um each year or anything like that but i just prefer it um i never really use the android so i don't really, but i don't really have a reason to you know switch and try it so yeah, I'm going to go Apple. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, that will end the debates for now. Twitter poll. Yeah. Oh, Twitter poll. Yeah, duh. This is a big, uh, <laughs> big. <laughs> a big topic here. So uh, Apple won the Twitter poll 57 to 43. Pretty close. Ooh, close um, one. Yeah, so Apple got the nod there like it did on our show. But, uh, but, yeah, that's what it comes down to, guys, with these debates. Hopefully you enjoyed. Hopefully you stay tuned. I will say this little teaser in the future, we have some really awesome episodes planned. I can't wait to do them, but I'm uh, not gonna not gonna say any more. If you're if you're a Clutch Crew Sports diehard from since day one, you might know where we're gonna be going with this, but uh, I won't I won't say anything more. Thanks for listening, guys, and remember, be clutch. See ya. See ya. Hey.